Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, man, I am doing flash-tastic, my friend. We've got an awesome show to discuss with you guys tonight. Um, i got a lot of energy. I'm, like, pumped up, man. We, we've It's been a, a busy, wonderful week. Actually, last night, as uh, many of you know, we mentioned it last week, but I was on the, the CW Fan Talk thing they do before the show. Yeah, that was so so how'd that go? Uh you know, it was it was um it was pretty good. It was uh it was fun. It was definitely an experience. I'll I'll put it that way. But um <laughs> yeah, so if uh for those of you who are able to see it, I'm in like the last couple of minutes and uh I got we got to talk to the uh uh, lead makeup designer for the show, which was really cool. You know, at first I, I didn't really know what to expect going into that, but she had like some images of, of the work they did, especially of, uh, Captain Cold's victims of like oh, wow. you know, the makeup work that went into that. I mean, like, and I told her before I was able to ask my question, I told her, I was like, you know, clearly Halloween in your house is like on point. Cause this is insane. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. And, uh, of course we did have a, uh, a special guest pop, pop in real quick, make a quick cameo. One, Mr. Grant Gustin. Oh wow! So that was kind of cool. Yeah, he didn't jump on mic or anything, but just kind of like, "Hey guys," and waved and uh, and you know, pimped away. So, so but uh, <laughs> Did yeah, he saunter away. Uh, he flashed away. He kind of ran away. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely a a wonderful experience. Honored to be asked to be on. Uh, and if we ever do that again, uh, we'll let you know. Cool. The rundown. Episode seven of season two, Guerrilla Warfare, directed by Dermot Downs and story by Aaron Helbing and Todd Helbing, the Telving siblings. Are they siblings? I don't know. Maybe we need to get one of the Helbings on. We do. The brothers Helbing do not fear you. (laughs) (laughs) Bell, what happened to this episode? Well, Barry manages to recover following his fight with Zoom, but is unable to use his powers due to the psychological trauma of Zoom exposing his beaten body to the city. Iris reaches out to Henry Allen, who returns to the city to help Barry overcome his fears. Cisco has a date with Kendra Saunders, but leaves after seeing a winged man in one of his vibes. Grodd returns using scientists to steal various chemicals in the hopes of creating more gorillas with his level of intelligence. He later kidnaps Caitlin to help with his plan. The team dress Wells up as the reverse Flash in order to trick Grodd into thinking that his father is still alive. The plan works long enough for Wells to rescue Caitlin before they both escape. After Barry is fully recovered, they lure Grodd into one of the dimensional breaches and send him to a jungle sanctuary for gorillas that have been experimented on in Earth 2. Later, Sisko meets Kendra again, this time vibing and seeing Kendra as the winged figure. Mm, okay, so we could like talk about, I don't know, Kendra or Caitlin or Vibe or something like that. Well, there's uh, something else that happened in that episode, right? Uh, like, Oh, was there? Yeah, I mean, like the the Kendra stuff was cool, like you know, the, you know, the winged things, and yeah. uh, it was really neat to see uh, to see old Reverse Flash again. Uh, but I, you know, I, I feel like there's something else in that episode. I can't remember. I can't quite put my finger on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you help me out? Uh, did it ring? It did ring. Did it ring that grod? Oh, oh <laughs> that's awesome. All right, I don't know if that's like a tremendous coincidence or if somebody on the show actually loves us, but. Um, if you go back from season zero to beyond, we said it'd just be great if there was a, just put a little bell behind him. Just, just, you know, have, have a bell incorporated with Grodd in some form or fashion. Dude, they put him in the bell tower. The bell was hanging out right there. So there you go. They rang that Grodd. <laughs> I was in that episode. 
like doubly so (laughs) i don't like i said it could just be a tremendous coincidence but if somebody on the show is uh is listening and loves us who has the ability to make that happen we love you for it so uh thank you for ringing that grind for us (laughs) (laughs) that was fun man i you know that was uh it was great to see and you know grod actually looked a little different this time around uh yeah well you know you, we actually got to see him for the most part i mean like in the uh season one there was a lot of shadows a lot of you know weird lighting stuff going on but uh yeah we absolutely got to see him and i do you think that change that he looks is do you think that's because he's getting smarter or he's changing or, or what i think it's a little bit all right so i definitely thought about kind of the evolutionary mutation type thing that's going on with them but also he looked a little malnourished and i think that might be playing into it as well because last time we saw him i thought he was like kind of bigger like you know i don't know he, he just seemed like he was this huge hulking beast and i mean obviously he's a, a huge beast uh, and definitely hulking over everybody around him. But compared to the last model we got, I, I feel like this one's a little bit more slimmed up, probably because of that mutation, but also probably because, you know, I mean, he's he's going a little crazy in his isolation. I don't know. I, I, I still think that he looked pretty menacing as an eight foot tall, 1500 oh. pound. <laughs> yeah, most definitely, man. <laughs> that yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah. The weird thing is, Grodd has always been you know for the most part in the comics always portrayed as this just very uh evil very megalomaniac type of character i don't think i have ever felt sorry for grod until this episode yeah you know they make him out to be a sympathetic character which i think is pretty neat you know he didn't want to get experimented on and all this stuff happened to him, get manipulated by Wells. He just wants to have super intelligent gorilla friends <laughs> so are you saying that he is essentially rocket raccoon Ah, uh, yes, but I feel like he's less chaotic neutral and more chaotic evil neutral. Yeah, you know, all right, so there there is always this kind of uh, thing that happens in, in the origin stories of villains, right? That, that to some extent either makes them more complex or deteriorates from them when you actually see them before they were evil. Uh, case in point, Anakin Skywalker as opposed to Vader. You know, when you when you see the Anakin Skywalker of the prequels, and I'm just talking the movies here, uh, it kind of deteriorates to some extent the impact of what a, a villain Vader is, um, because it almost kind of takes away some of his teeth. Whereas that's not true. That's impossible. <laughs> whereas somebody like the Emperor, if we keep with the Star Wars reference, it just kind of represents pure evil in its purest form. You don't want to see, you know, evil. You don't want to see the like Palpatine as like a happy-go-lucky young child. You know what I mean? Like it would take away from what he represents as kind of this evil villain. You know, here seeing the 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 groundwork for what will become one assumes you know, the, the mass general grod that we will come to know, the ruler of Gorilla City, which, by the way, freaking Gorilla City. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Oh, my gosh. I like every single time you think they've they've gone further than you could possibly go into the comic bookie realm. They push it even further, man. It's crazy. And it worked. Oh, yeah, it totally worked. I don't know why. I don't know how, but it definitely worked. Because Earth 2 is just this magical place. You can get away with it. Like, who cares? It's Earth 2. It'll be gone in a season. So sure. <laughs> well, it's it's so like Earth 2 is just so different from our world. It's like, of course, you know, they have all these, you know, the particle accelerator changed everything just like it was supposed to do on our Earth, except for it exploded. So like, yeah, of course they have, you know, sentient gorillas that live in a city 
in Africa somewhere. Of course they do. Because oh, that, all you know of all these different, you know, advancements that they have. That scene at the in the early part where I, I think it's Caitlin, it might have been Vibe was talking to uh, uh Wells about, you know, oh God, he's a super intelligent gorilla. And he's like, Oh, okay. It's like, oh, you got those on Earth too? He's like, Yep, a lot of them. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and as soon as he said that, that's when I was like, Oh yes. Like and we've talked about it before, but Earth Two very much more comic booky in terms of what kind of the normal is in that world. And so this idea that, you know, the, the gorilla city is, is an established thing, uh, makes sense from everything that we've seen before. So yeah, you're right. They can get away with a lot in earth too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so far everything they tried to get away with works. Like a lot of times you think these comic booky things like Grodd would not work on TV. Season one proved that wrong. And now, you know, oh, Gorilla, they're never going to have Gorilla City on Flash. And then, bam, here it is. And and it and like, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. All right. So uh, hmm, let me ask you this. And and <laughs> admittedly, I did want to save Grodd for last, but I just can't. I have to eat my cake first. <laughs> <laughs> um so here's the question, though. I mean, we got that whole interaction when Wells put on the Eobardthon reverse flash costume mm-hmm. uh, and and goes and tries to convince him that he is Eobardthon. He sure did know a lot about he Wells' knew, plan for not knowing who Wells was. He knew a lot. Well, he, he was saying all of these things that Wells would have said to Grodd. And, of course, he was expressing all of this knowledge and comfort around the idea of, you know, a hyper-intelligent gorilla, gorillas. And so... Do you, Bell, think that the Harrison Wells of Earth 2 had a similar relationship that Eobard had with the Gorilla Grodd of our world? Basically, I'm asking, are there two Gorilla Grods, and did they go on a very similar path, just one with Eobard on on, on our Earth and one with Harrison Wells on Earth 2? I don't think there's a Grodd on Earth 2. Uh, I'm trying to remember the story behind Gorilla Grodd and like who he deposes in Gorilla City. Oh, uh, oh, 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 Solovar. Yeah, there we go. So I'm thinking that if there was an analog, it's going to be Solovar on Earth 2. Interesting. All right. So you don't think there are two Gorilla Grods now on Earth 2? No, I think if there's going to be another experimental. Well, I, obviously, there's a bunch of them. But like, I think if there's going to be an equivalent to Grod, it's going to be Solovar. Interesting. So you all right. That That's that's really interesting. All right. So let's let's go down that. Let's let's kind of chase that rabbit for a minute. All right. So let's assume then that the Harrison Wells of Earth 2 had similar conversations and made those promises that he said specifically to Grodd, maybe he actually made those promises to Solovar on Earth 2. Yeah, ma- yeah, maybe maybe Wells on Earth 2, uh, you know, did the experiments on Solovar, whereas, you know, our Wells did the experiments on Grodd. Well, no, Wells never actually fully did the experiments. Wells was the one that kind of, well, I mean, well, <laughs> Eobard never really did the experiments. Eobard was Sorry. actually the one that shut him down. And shame yeah. on you for calling him Wells. Uh, <laughs> we don't do that on this podcast. Well, I've been calling I've been calling uh, Earth Two Wells Harry. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm fine with the Harry. That's what Vibe's going with, so I'm cool with it. Yeah, so I, I, I'm siding with Vibe on that. But yes, I should call him Eobar because that is his name. Exactly. So, but because hmm. Harry keeps saying that's not who I am. That's not me. But why? <laughs> now this is like, the I'm Wells. That's Eobard. That's where things get kind of weird, though, right? Because why would Wells go on a similar path that Eobard went? I guess you could argue that maybe perhaps the Wells of Earth 1 in the original timeline went on that same path. And so Eobard was trying to walk in his footsteps. Yes. Um, I don't know, man. Now, there's also the possibility that the little dossier that uh, Cisco gave, uh, gave Eobard. No, hold on. See, now I've confused myself. There's a little... <laughs> 
the little dossier that that uh, that Cisco gave Harry was like all the information that they had on on Grodd and Wells and their interactions and stuff. And, and maybe possibly he gleaned something from that. Uh. And this is all just innocent. Who knows? But uh, that is also a possibility. I don't know, man. I mean, he was saying stuff that I think we as an audience assumed that Eobard would have said to Grodd, but never actually heard. And even if you look at like Cisco's face when he's saying those things, he's kind of got this look of like, what is going on here? <laughs> so, yeah. So, so next episode, if uh, there is any mention of that conversation, then I'll be like, okay, there's something here. Well, it won't be next episode because next episode is the whole prelude to legions or uh, legends. But, um, but yeah, no, 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 no. Wait, I thought that was December 1st. Uh, right. We don't have an episode until December 1st. Wait, what? There's another hiatus? I don't think they're doing <laughs> It's Thanksgiving, brother. <laughs> <That's> all... <laughs> no, we're going gonna... to eat turkey. It's going to be fine. I don't, I don't know the shooting schedule. Well, we'll talk about it near the end of this episode. How about that? Okay. Okay. So Harrison Wells. Okay. Puts on the costume. Okay. Uh, walks in the door. Barry, great moment where Barry kind of, you know, freaks out for a minute because he's having like flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks. Uh, and uh, and goes and attacks him. Wait, what? Ha- uh, Harrison Wells walks through the door. He's wearing reverse flash costume. Yeah, like, bad idea. Bad- uh, first, you warn people about that before you, the person who like is responsible for murdering people that you know, uh, and you just waltz into it. like that. that, that that's that's kind of like you know walking into a police station with like a fake bomb jacket, going, "Hey guys, happy yeah. Halloween!" and then getting shot to death. Yeah, exactly. Uh- <laughs> not, not not a good plan. But um, right. one way or the other, he does do it. All right. So this this episode brought back the. Uh, Eobard costume, the reverse flash costume. Yes. Um, first of all, hats off to Tom Cavanagh because not only did, uh, he do a fantastic job of, you know, portraying this new Wells, um, in, in, you know, in this new role, but like when, even when he's wearing the costume, he looks and feels so out of place. Yeah. Gosh, Cavanaugh just, just, Knocks it out of the park like Dude, every episode he's he in. owns it. Like, I don't even know how he does that. But, like, he just looks out of place, even though we just saw him, like, that same actor last season portraying a different character wearing that costume. And I'll tell you how he does it. How does he do it? Acting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, and then there's that that moment, right, where uh, Cisco is trying to kind of coach him through, trying to get him ready for, um, you know, what they're about to pull. Yeah. And uh, he says, no, no, you need to deliver a line like as if you really, truly do love me, but you're about to kill me anyway. And, you know, you're about to kill me and it should kind of make you feel bad, but not really because you're going to kill me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, Kavanaugh goes back and forth trying to find it. And then when he does, it's like, oh, dude, I miss Tom Kavanaugh's Eobard Thawne. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's two separate characters and you know it. Right. Oh, big time. Yeah, they, they they differentiated themselves so well now, and then he does that, and it's the same guy, and you're like, because because you know it's it's almost weird, right? Because when I look at Harry, I see Harry, like I I don't I don't you know I don't think like I you know of course it's in oh, the back sure. of my head that he was Reverse Flash, that he's Eobarthon, all these kind of things. Of course, it's there, um, but the personality of Harry versus the personality of Eobard is so different. And this was that episode where, like, you know, he says the line first and, and you know, like, like you said, Cisco corrects me. He's like, no, 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 no. That's not how you do it. And then he says, it, I was like, wow, like, that's Eobard. Eobard has come back. And, like, it was nuts. And, like, it was just so crazy how he just, you know, switched from this – these two completely separate characters played by the completely – you know, the, the exact same person. And in the same scene, you can get these just two 
versions of this of this character. It was really really neat. It was fantastic. Off. Yeah. No. I and it's it came at the right moment for me because I was starting to to feel like Harrison Wells felt a little too Eobard. Um, until that scene really kind of recalibrated me like, Oh, nope. Very different. Yep. I see it now. And I apologize. And Tom Cavanaugh, <laughs> you're, you're amazing. <laughs> and yes. so that was fantastic. But I will say this, the fact that they brought the costume back, that we got those moments of, you know, just kind of a reminder of, Hey, remember Eobard Thawne? Remember Tom Cavanaugh's Eobard Thawne? And the fact that we got Henry returning with no nod nothing no tease no nod no indication whatsoever uh about zoom being a henry well or henry allen of uh earth 2 never before have i been more confident that zoom is our path to re- to to getting eobard back and that he is absolutely not henry allen yeah you know it 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 did feel but see that's the thing i almost wanted zoom to be henry allen cuz it'll explain why he's just deciding to like go absent from oh, Barry's life. Look, there was a moment. Well, again, so you want it to be Henry Allen of Earth One? I I just I want a reason why Henry uh He went fishing. He said that. <laughs> He's catching marlins off the coast of uh years. <laughs> but I'm gonna go take a fishing trip because like, you know, as much as I miss and love my son, I miss fishing so much more. <laughs> well, in, in in all fairness, I would probably go fishing too if I'd been in the slammer that long, but I would have brought my kid with me. That's the difference. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know, Barry can run but Barry can run anywhere in like a moment's notice. They could I mean, you know, the way they're kind of treating Jay like, well, Jay doesn't want to be part of this, we'll just you know, leave him alone playing Battlefront three for you know another episode. I, <laughs> I, you know, they could do something like that where um where Barry just says like, oh yeah, I just got back from you know Metropolis visiting my dad or or something of that nature, and keep him kind of in in the in the conversation. Given that that's not you know distance is not a um is not a barrier in this case. Yeah, that's what's weird. I mean, I I I don't know if they just. They didn't have ideas on how to progress. This. I mean, because obviously, well, you no, have- no. I mean, I, I, I don't. They, I mean, they can't have him there as a regular. I, I don't think ever. And yeah, yeah. No, I get that, but I, I just kind of wish they would have. And maybe there will be some other kind of reason. Maybe they'll come up and we'll figure out why. But like right now, it just feels like it just feels odd that he's that he's so gone you know it feels they bring him in for special moments but you're right there i I would love a little bit more of a solid reason for why he's not there story-wise i get it from every other i get it from like a meta story-wise right i mean yeah you want him in there for the special moments but still but here's the thing they had john wesley's ship on set for this episode and there was no nod to zoom yeah, that's an asset right there. If Zoom was going to be Henry Allen, we would have got a nod. Now, I actually kept on no, kind of almost no. hang on. I almost kind of anticipated we were going to get some kind of, you know, nod this episode that maybe Henry Allen might have been Zoom. But the fact they did nothing for me, that kind of confirms that it, it ain't happening, guys. Henry Allen is not Henry Allen of Earth 2. And yeah, definitely Earth 1. But Henry Allen of Earth 2, not Zoom. Well, okay, so I, I would say that yes, Henry ha- Henry Allen of Earth One is not Zoom, but I mean, you know, there's still they they wouldn't have given a hint to the Earth to Henry Allen being Zoom or anything similar to that this episode. I yeah, mean, they've it, got it, the actor, Matt. You you got you got the actor on for a certain amount of episodes every single season. You got to you got to take advantage of the assets that you got there. Well, right. So he's probably going to show up in another episode. Oh, I'm sure he will, but I don't think he's going to show up as Zoom. I'm I'm thinking mid season. What did we get back this season? What did we get back in this episode? We got back the reverse flash costume. 
Now that's going to come back in handy when we have an Eobard Thawne. We got we got uh, Tom Cavanaugh channeling his Eobard Thawne as a nice reminder of what that character was like and how awesome that character is. Now, uh, one of pineapple in the chat makes mention that he says, you know, he can understand if zoom takes Eobard out of the negative speed force, but he can't fully get on board with zoom is Eobard. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of along that line as well. I would not be surprised if zoom is Eobard. I still kind of stand by that original theory. However, I also, I, I can also see zoom, being the reason that we get Ebard back in that kind of way that he kind of, you know, pulls him in. Question. Yeah. If Zoom is Eobard. Yep. Do we call him Zeobard or <laughs> Eoboom? Um, I think we just call him Eobard, man. That, I'm, I'm sick of calling Eobard other names. I want him to be Eobard Thon. <laughs> <laughs> but Eoboom. <laughs> no, it's good. That's good. And I applaud you for it. Um, what actually what I think would be cool is if, if that's the case, if Eobard ends up kind of returning through zoom or is zoom or whatever, um, whatever the, the residual zoomness is, perhaps could be an energy source that could go to one, you know, Hunter Zolomon of, of uh, season three or four to become the new zoom. Interesting. So it's like, like it's a, almost like a possession sort of thing. Well, I think the possession is going to be possessing Harrison Wells. I, I think it's more power. Like it's a power source. So you got the, okay. you, you have the reverse speed force. You've got, or, I'm sorry, you get the negative speed force. You got the speed force. And then perhaps zoom is actually pulling from something altogether different. I mean, it could be, um, this idea of being out of time, which would make sense with kind of the zoom uh, narrative of the comics yeah, or like it, time itself. Yeah. Or it could be this kind of uh necro speed force type deal, given that he is kind of this, you know, demonic death entity. Well, so isn't there a speedster in the DC universe who isn't technically attached to the speed force? He can manipulate time. So it appears as if he's running yeah, fast. That would be Hunter Zolomon, otherwise known as zoom. Oh, that, that is Hunter's Island. Yeah, yeah that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that will make perfect sense then. Yep, so I, I, I think that um, that could could very well be the case. But um, one way or the other, I did love, I mean, Tom Cavan honestly did a, a fantastic job. Uh, Henry Allen, always glad, glad, glad to see John Wesley Shipp returning uh, to the screen. Uh, just one of oh, our yeah. favorite actors just overall. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like his moments with Barry were really solid. I mean, this was this was a Barry Allen that, was going through some stuff. I mean, he was running into kind of that mental hangup similar to, to what he went through last season, but on a whole nother scale. I mean, dude was, I mean, just emasculated in front of the entire city. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, they look at, they had, they gave him the key to the city. They had this whole day for him. He saved them. And now they're like, uh, this guy who saved us and did all this. There, there's a dude who's even, you know, the Flash destroyed a singularity and saved the city. Mm -hmm. And this guy trounced the Flash. I would be terrified if I lived in Central City. Yeah. Well, I, now in all fairness, we never really got what the common, you know, the common man, what his response was to what Zoom had done. It right, was more it, but, of what but, was going on with Barry, like how he was responding or, or what his uh, thoughts are as far as, you know, what, what the public must think of him. Right. And, that, and that's what Barry's doing is he's thinking about the everyman. He's mm -hmm. thinking about the citizens and and he's thinking about how he's failed them because he can't protect them anymore. To some extent, I think that Zoom, if Zoom's goal was to kind of kill Hope in Central City, I think he kind of failed. I mean, if, if his goal was to kill Hope and Barry, temporary success for sure. 
But I, I got the sense that, you know, from the moments that we saw with Patty and with everybody else, I, I think they're still, you know, I don't think they fully lost hope. I think Central City is still behind the flash, regardless of what Zoom had done. Well, you know, it's really interesting, though, that we don't see any fallout from that. Like, there's no newscasts the next day saying, you know, flash attacked, flash beaten. They're, they're like nothing. They didn't even hint at it. The only, the only, you know, reminders that we got were from, you know, Barry's little flashbacks when he'd have his little mental episodes. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of weird. Uh, you know, what, what do you mean? Well, I, I figured there might be like a newspaper article or like, you know, a, a little TV blurb talking about how the Flash was beaten something. But there there wasn't. It was. Yeah. You know, with such a public shaming and such a public breaking, you would expect. I mean, at the very least for for Flash to need to make some sort of, hey, guys, I'm back. You know, I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, the police department is going to keep keep it on the quiet so that the criminals don't go crazy but he went directly to the news right and somebody recorded it and there's a video of it so like how that's not on the internet on the news on something i don't know that's a good point man i you know i wonder if this will carry over given you know what what's coming down the pipeline with you know why uh, the the heroes joined or, or flash and arrow heroes united what, what's it called you know um, the crossover event i don't remember prelude to legends i, I, I cannot Think of no, no, no. Uh, what is it? There's like Legends of Yesterday and then Legends of Tomorrow or something. No, no. It's um, that's what they're calling the episodes. I thought something like that. Oh, I thought that was a joke. I didn't know that was the actual name. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I might, I might be wrong. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Legends of Today and Legends of Yesterday. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I, I, I will be dead serious, man. I thought that was a joke. I thought I was. Like, no, no, we're going to call it Legends of Hiatus. Like, no, Legends of Yesterday. I'm like, no, it doesn't make sense. But now it makes sense. Yeah. I have failed this podcast. Yes, you have. Um, I wonder if that's going to be a theme, though, that they carry on during the crossover. Uh, what, the the whole... Barry, uh, Barry's broken. Or, or the city thinks that Barry's broken. Oh, may, maybe, maybe. And then, like, you know, yeah, I can see it now, right? So the city's like, oh, no, the threat comes... And then, you know, Arrow shows up and there's like, hey, look, you know, you got friends at Central City and then Central City be like, yay. And then they beat the bad guy. Because I got friends in low places. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Actually, not low places now. Barry's got some friends in some high places. In fact, some flying high places. Um, Vibe, Cisco, busting a move, actually goes in, uh, goes out for the perfect date by the way. Princess Bride, fantastic film, if you've never yes. seen it. What is wrong with you? Get on that. Um, like right now, stop listening to the... Well, okay, you can listen to the... You can no, no, the no. I will say go ahead and stop listening to the podcast. Go watch Princess Bride and then come back if you want to. I mean, that's that's a movie. That's right. You, you can always like pause it. Well, you could get no. You get a wreck during uh, this episode or something like Terrible things can happen. Stop what you're doing. Life is short. Watch Princess Bride. That's true. <laughs> anyway, so he goes and... Uh, could wind up mostly dead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my gosh brilliant. so before you wind up mostly dead watch princess bride and if you haven't watched princess bride once you do you'll understand what mostly dead means exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but anyway he does uh during their date they're going in um he's i think they're going in for a, a holding of hands it's not like a kiss or anything like that but he does get a vibe of what he believes is a man wearing wings now Maybe it's because, you know, future knowledge, but she did not look like a man with wings from behind. Yeah, I don't know if I would confuse her physique 
with a dude. Yeah. No matter what she's, unless she's wearing like, you know, 30 winter coats or something, <laughs> maybe. But I'll, like, she has a very shapely figure and she's very much a woman. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was, a <laughs> that was a party foul right there. Swinging a miss for a vibe. Um, but it's interesting. Cause I mean, I, I, you know, he, he, he was thinking, you know, um, you know, it was this, this guy, it was this dude. And then obviously, you know, the big surprise at the end, uh, at least for Cisco and, and perhaps for a, a good number of people that, that maybe, uh, didn't realize was what was coming is that of course it is actually her, that she is, uh, the angel as he says, um, but this winged heroic figure. Now, what I find interesting about this is that typically when we've seen Cisco use his vibe powers, he's gotten a premonition or a vision from something that is going on simultaneously within the moment. Now, clearly, you know, she's actually here in the moment, which means that he is either getting a vision from her future, her past, possibly a past life. What are your thoughts on this, man? Well, I think uh, Cisco doesn't really know exactly what his power set does, <laughs> or especially how to activate it. Accurate. Um, but you know, Hot Girl has very interesting history. Like she, they're they're immortal, or uh, and they have these. What is it? Um, you know, they 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 die and they get resurrected and all this kind of stuff. And so she's lived countless number of lives. I'm guessing that she doesn't know that she is. Uh, Hot girl right now. Mm. Well, and even Kyle is making mention of the fact that w- that when we have seen Cisco, you know, vibe about the past, it was his own death. Um, and so I wonder if if when death, if, if there's something about like death playing a role into it, maybe then he's able to, um, you know, vibe out of time. Maybe. But I, I'm assuming that what he's seeing is he's seeing like her in a past life as Hot Girl. Right. Like right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, just just standing in a dark room with lights on her looking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what, what was she doing in that moment? <laughs> uh, she was about to go fight Vandal Savage in the future past. In the in the past future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Legends of days of future past. The legends of past days of future present. Apocalypse. <laughs> now, First class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dark Phoenix. Oh man, that wasn't a Brian Singer X Men movie. I'm sorry, but it was a comic Here you book. Ruined the it gag. was a comic book, and it was a gra- it was a fantastic comic book. No, I'm not saying it wasn't, but and that wonderful uh, arc on the X Men animated series. Oh yeah, it's true. Which, by the way, I got to make mention of this real quick. You know, I mentioned at the the, uh, the top of the show that we did this, uh, or I was on the CW fan talk thing, and, and it's interesting because that entire process, which is. Um, you know, just, it, it, it was a lot going into it because you have to give a couple hours the day before for kind of a technical run through. And then you show up for like two hours before you actually go on air to, to make sure you're, you know, ready and present for your, um, for your time slot. Uh, and, and it's, it's very regulated. Like I had a question I wanted to ask that, um, was considered to be too potentially spoilery. And I tried, I mean, obviously I intentionally wanted it to be spoilery and we're going to totally say it on, on, on this podcast. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to, I was going to ask her, um, you know, what, you know, given that, uh, zoom uh, is such a different look than any other metahumans that have come before, what kind of direction was she given in terms of, you know, uh, making this character unique. And so I was kind of looking for, you know, flesh, something like, 
uh, maybe a slip up of, well, you know, obviously this is not a mask. This is his face or something of that nature. But one way or the other, well, you know, when John came in for a suit fitting, <laughs> it's like, wait, John, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah John Wesley ship. Oh, I mean, oh. <laughs> no, no, it's Tom Cavan under there. No, but uh, actually it's, it's neither. It's some, it's some body double. It's no, like everybody keeps on trying to do the whole, you know, his face looks like, uh, it's Tom Wesley ship. It's Tom Wesley. Ship. <laughs> yeah. It's Tom Wesley ship of, uh, of earth of composite earth three, four. Uh, yes. that's exactly what it is. Uh, but no, no, no. A lot of people have been trying to do this mashup with his face, with uh, John Wesley Shipp's face and zooms, looking at the eyes and being like, oh, it's so similar. It's like, guys, John Wesley Shipp wasn't, no, he wasn't on stage and not getting credited for it. Like this, he's, he's, he's not a, he's not a newbie at this. Like if, if John Wesley Shipp is going to be on your set, he's going to get credited for it. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're putting, you know, a stuntman or somebody in there. For for to to do the performance for Zoom, it's not. I don't I don't believe that they're going to put whoever it's going to be revealed to be Zoom in that suit when we see him. It's going to be somebody else. Yeah, and I think I think that's for multiple reasons. I think it's for one reason. So you know, eager fans on the set, if they you know catch this guy going into and coming out of the trailer in his Zoom makeup, they're not like, oh, it was this guy. Yeah, people would know. It's it's a body double one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? We got on a on a crazy tangent. Oh, um, controlled questions. This is the thing. So it was great because in the chat room, they were doing a discussion before I went on about who is Zoom. And in the chat room, somebody suggested Quicksilver. <laughs> I busted out laughing. And it's one of those things where it was so funny, but they can't read it because it's not a, it's not a character within the company they own. And you can't mention brands or characters and everything. It's, it's very controlled. Cause it's all, you know, it's all legit. So it's going to be controlled. Yeah. 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 It made me it, like the entire time I'm thinking like, Oh man, I love doing a podcast and not this kind of stuff. <laughs> so we could like, we do- well, I mean, you know, I, I guess technically we do manage a brand, but you know, but it's, it's, it's a lot looser. Like it's, it's a brand that's built around a fan community rather than like an owned property. And so it's yeah, you're able to and, and do like, a lot more fun stuff. And, and, and if we, and if we tarnish the brand, it's not like a, an executive's going to come and like, you know, serve our heads on a silver platter. Well, <laughs> well, you, I hang mean, on. you would be the one. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood on that one, my friend. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, back on track. So we talked about uh, Hot Girl. We talked a little bit about Vibe. Caitlin, man, uh, I, I got to tell you, I loved the Caitlin Grodd interaction. Uh, I actually kind of wish that we had a little bit more set up there. You know, we had uh, Cisco mentioning that, that back when Caitlin or well, Grodd was in their care, Caitlin was very nice to him and they had this kind of pre-existing relationship. But I loved seeing Grodd like almost like looking to her as, as a, um, just, just a confidant, an Oracle, a mother figure, like somebody who's trying to like, can guide him along with what's going on. Like of everybody that Grodd has experienced in his coming of, uh, intellectual age. Um, she is the first person that he has come to in kindness. Now it's kindness in a Grodd kind of fashion. So it's aggressive, um, even with Eobard Thawne, you know, he mentioned that like, you know, father never asked father always took like the Eobard Thawne Grodd relationship was not this caring kind thing that we thought in season one. Sounds like Eobard Thawne was kind of, I mean, psychologically abusive to Grodd. Yeah. You know, I will say the one thing about the Caitlin Grodd situation that I, that I thought would have been maybe better. So he uses the scientists to get to the stuff and then he kills them. 
But, uh, you know, he uses the telekinesis, uh, the mind control, like, you know, to mind control him and stuff. What I was kind of hoping that Grodd would do with Caitlin, now that I'm thinking about it, was instead of mind control her to come to where he is, he, you know, finds out, you know, where she lives or whatever and, like, approaches her and says, hey, can you please help me kind of thing. Yeah. that You know, something where, it, where it's – because, like, I, I still get the impression that he's, you know – they're they're going for this kind of more sympathetic grod, but when he uses the same tactics on all the other scientists that he uses on her, and you know he obviously doesn't want to kill her because she's nice to him, but like I think it it might it, it would have been better for Grodd's character if he was you know instead of mind controlling her to come to where he is, right? If he kind of you know because because that's something that she could remark on and be like, well, why didn't you just make me do it? And and he's like, you were nice to me, you never made me do things, and so blah 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 blah, and like you can kind of build that relationship more, and make her feel more guilty. Uh, <laughs> because she, you know she feels guilty at the end of the episode. Well, not like, guilty. I mean, I think she. Uh, well, she. I guess she does feel guilty for kind of tricking him at the end. But I think overall, it's just she. She's compassionate. She. Um, she recognizes, along with us, the audience, that you know this is a tragic character. He's alone. Uh, there's yeah. no one else in the world that's like him, and and so he's. Uh, you know, he's, he's feeling lonely and. You know, yes, he's killed people and eaten their brains. <laughs> you know, we can't. It's not like he gets a pass or anything like that. But you know, he is. Um, he's this just disturbed individual. So they send him off to a place with a lot of other disturbed individuals for him to conquer and create an army and return back to Earth One. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the the invasion, uh, the Gorilla City invasion of Earth One will commence. Uh, when do you think season one or season uh, season three? Or when do you think that's going to happen? I hope to see more of Gorilla City before season two is over, but I don't think we're going to I see. I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think so? I mean, that's a lot of grods. I mean, that, 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 that's a huge effect. You know yeah. what I mean? And so if we're talking an army of grods, an army of, of you know, hyper-intelligent giant gorillas, um, I mean, I, I got to imagine that that ain't cheap. But I, I'm not necessarily saying we have to see the army. Like, I kind of wanted to see, you know, okay, Grodd's in Gorilla City. I wanted to just kind of get some establishing stuff going on of, like, you know, I, 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 it doesn't have to be thousands of gorillas. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, all, all of the all of the accoutrement with that. But I would like to see some Solovar, some, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, a little bit more Gorilla City and, like, him being accepted into – or maybe not being accepted into it, maybe him being ostracized because he's from another planet, you yeah. know, uh, another, you know, dimension or something. So I, I would like to see a little bit, but I don't think we're going to see anything until season three or four. Well, before your Solovar theory, I actually thought that, that Grodd – our Grodd would go and kill the Earth 2 Grodd as kind of like, you know, kind of his, his ascension, full-on ascension into super villainy. Um, and, and kind of past, you know, this, this potentially compassionate or at least, um, uh, relatable character into kind of the megalomaniac that he will, you know, ultimately fully become. But, uh, I, I love they're moving him in that direction. I feel like they're writing a pretty big check with every single move they make with Grodd. And I love that they're doing that. I, I, I have no earthly every idea. Move Grodd makes. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how they're going to be able to cash it in, but I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing how it how it plays out. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. All right, we talked about uh we talked about Henry. We talked about oh when Grodd. I will say this: when Grodd does uh show up, when everybody starts you know doing the mind control zombie thing, and Joe freaking flips out, that sold it for me. I was like, oh dude, I love that they realize that Grodd is not. You know, he he's not. He oh, like when he busts up in the room, he's like, "Yo, Grodd." 
no, well, not even that. He was just like, he's like, Grodd's here, you know, like shut down the building. Like it was, it was a serious deal. It's yeah. not, you know, he's not, he's not Captain Cold. You know what I mean? He's not, heat wave. yeah, he's not Heat Wave. He, he's not, I mean, like these are, these are big villains, but Grodd kicks it up a notch. We're talking, I mean, you know, we've talked about it before, but Grodd is, is he's a Vandal Savage. He's an Omega level villain when it comes to the DC universe. Eventually, one way or the other, he will be. Um, if, if Grodd's coming in with a, with an army of gorillas, yeah, the flash is, is going to be able to handle a good portion of that, but he's going to need backup. That's when you're going to need to call in the justice league or whatever the justice league equivalent is of this earth. And so, um, yeah, I just, I love that that importance to that character is, is being noted and played up big, even in this, his earliest moments of his origin story, uh, just yep. make, makes me happy, man. Absolutely. Anything happened with Patty of any significance this episode? Patty's going to figure this out. Oh, you know, she's going to figure it out real soon. And I hope so because I'm tired of this. Like, no, I felt like Barry was wrong for what he did when, when she was like, you need to be honest with me. And he was like, all right, just kiss me. Like, come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you know, he's sitting there. He's, oh yeah. I mean, you know, my dad is in town and you know, people think he's a murderer, but he's not. And I know he's not. And like, you know, he's just making himself look bad. Oh yeah. Patty, Patty came up and said it. She's like, no, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have, you know, uh, what did she say? She said, you shouldn't have trusted me or not trust. You didn't use that. Wow. Because, you know, his excuse was that he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't sick. It was just that his dad was in town and the stigma around his dad. And he was like, yeah, I should, I know I should have told you, I should have thought more of you. And he's like, no, nah, you should have thought more of yourself because, like if you're if there's a stigma around your dad, like it's it's your problem kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. He needs to tell Patty. I know, and I really like Patty. I'm Patty for Patty. So. Do you do you think she's gonna die? I hope not. A lot of people think she's gonna die. I never. I don't think she's gonna die, but a lot of people think she's gonna die. I don't, I don't want her to die. I mean, I don't want her to die either. I, I mean, I you know, I'm 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 a virus. I'm not a baddie, but I I, I do think I, you know I like her a lot. I want her around as part of the team. Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah, Team Flash is getting really big. It well, who do you consider Team Flash? Uh, you have Cisco, Caitlin, Harry, uh, and that's Iris, it. Well, Iris, Joe. yeah, not Joe. Jo- Joe's not really Team Flash. You know what I mean? Like he's part of the family for sure. I mean, obviously. But he's like more of moral support. Like Henry isn't part of Team Flash either. Um, yeah. And and I would say that like Patty, or not Patty, but uh, Linda. You know, they brought her into the fold. She knows now, but she's not part of Team Flash. Iris, she's kind of friend. She's this bridge between Team Flash and everybody else. She is. She's Team Flash, but she's she's the connective tissue between you know what is kind of the core team that's handling all these situations over the you know headset while Barry's doing his thing. And uh, and then everybody else that's you know can can kind of be this this layer around him. I don't know though. I I still think Joe is Team Flash because Joe has been on many Team Flash adventures. I, I mm, Joe doesn't know what anything is anytime. <laughs> like he's always like uh, he's trying. No, he's got his Jomans. Which by the way, <laughs> I learned I learned this was a thing as part of the whole CW deal. Apparently that that actor um, uh, Jesse L. Martin calls those Jomans. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Whenever he gets these great like father fatherly moments, he calls them Jomans. So I I think that's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. But um yeah, so it's cool. 
Cool stuff. I, I overall this episode very. I mean, excellent. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, the effects were were phenomenal. Uh, I, I did. I did kind of laugh a little bit when um, Grodd got flushed down the Earth to toilet. That was, <laughs> that was a little funny. So here's my question. Yeah. Do portals spin in an opposite direction on Earth too? <laughs> um, maybe that should be our speedster speculation this week. Perhaps it's not going to be. Speedster speculation. Speedster speculation. All right, my friend. Here's the speedster speculation this week. So we know, or at least we can infer, that there is some sort of pre-existing relationship between Harrison Wells and Zoom. Consider what we know that, of course, Zoom has Harrison's daughter kidnapped, and Harrison Wells is is hellbent on ending Zoom. We've even seen in flashbacks from Earth 2 that Harrison Wells is... Uh, accredited or, or blamed, if you will, for the creation of Zoom. So here's my thought, question, theory, what have you. It seems to be that there is a deal with the devil type of relationship between the two where Harrison Wells made some kind of deal with Zoom that he is either running from or uh, is, try, is has, has paid and is trying to unpay it. Uh, what I mean by this is if you if you look at all the facts, you know, Zoom could kill Harrison Wells at any moment. He hasn't. Uh, Zoom or could his ki- daughter, for that matter. Zoom could kill his daughter at any moment, but he hasn't. In fact, Zoom has been going around doing terrible, despicable things, and yet he's keeping this one girl caged up. Why? That's the question, man. What is the deal with the devil? What is the relationship between Harrison Wells of Earth 2 and Zoom? I don't know. I have no idea. Like there's just so little to go off of, but I still kind of have, well, I see, and I, I I need to rewatch a couple of these episodes to make sure, but we know for a fact that zoom didn't send Harrison Wells to kill the flash. Like he did the other metahumans. We don't know that obviously as as a fact, but for, we have no evidence that that would say otherwise. Uh, I, I just remember a line of something talking about where he could lie. Oh, no, that, that's right. Harrison was saying like his plan was to come and, and try to defeat Zoom with Barry, but right. that plan failed. So now I want to go back and try to make another plan. That, that was what he was talking about. You even mentioned something about the portals on Earth 2 were to other places, not to Earth 1, not just Earth 1. No, no, they were located in different places. Oh, on located Earth. in different. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, they were all in uh, They were all in Central City and Earth 1 and Earth 2, they were all over the Earth. Okay, well, there you go. But that's another interesting thing, too, is that I thought these were 52 different universes, but it seems like these are just 52 portals to Earth, too. Yeah, I I, I think they I, I've, I've gotten that. Yeah. So I don't know that, that 52 just might have been the number like the wink and nod kind of thing. Oh, that, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. So here's my thought on this. So, you know, th- if you think back to that, that scene from a couple episodes ago where. Harrison made a comment about, you know, when, when you try to unlock the mysteries of the universe, sometimes you have to kick the door down. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if zoom was him kicking the door down. I'm kind of wondering if he wanted to do whatever the particle accelerator equivalent was in his universe. Um, which I guess we do know the particle accelerator went off, right? Yeah. And the explosion happened underground, which is why they still have all the fantastical, achievements from the right 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 so i'm wondering if zoom was responsible for that like 
maybe something where Zoom's like, hey, look, I'll teach you how to get this stuff working if you blow up this thing underground and make metahumans? Well, okay, so we know that Zoom, all right, we, we don't know, but we're assuming that Zoom has been jumping Earths, killing speedsters. Yeah. So maybe he comes to our Earth, Earth 2, or I'm, I'm sorry, maybe he goes to Earth 2, helps the Harrison Wells of that Earth create, uh, create a speedster, create Jay, so that he could, you know, inevitably kill, you know, kill Jay or st- steal his speed. Um, but why would he still need Harrison Wells after that? I mean, obviously, you know, I, the obvious play that I'm going to say is that he wants he he maybe he in order to possess Harrison Wells, Harrison Wells has to be a willing participant or something of that nature. And so, as a way of of you know making this happen, he's kidnapped Jesse, and uh, and so rather than than Harrison going blindly into letting uh, Zoom possess him. He's uh, he's trying to you know have his cake and eat it too, until ultimately he he makes the sacrifice to save his daughter and then brings back Ebarth Thawne. Now that's the reason I I'm dismissing that quickly is because that's what I think and I'm trying to think beyond that. What what else could it be? Yeah, see, I have no idea. Like I I'm not really getting any clear motivations from uh, from Zoom or from I mean, well, you know, Harry clearly wants to save his daughter. That's that's the you know the biggest thing on his mind is defeating Zoom or rather capturing Zoom in order to find out where his daughter is and save her. But uh, Zoom's motivations just seem kind of weird. It's like he didn't kill Flash. He just wanted to parade him around the city and tell everybody that he beat him. Uh, he didn't seem to steal his speed like he did Jay. He didn't kill Jay. I just don't know. The other thing, too, is we've been kind of assuming that Zoom has this vendetta against the Flash based off of last episode about... Um, you know, just the way that he was so so aggressively going against Barry, um, but it, but it seems like he's more against Harrison than he is Barry, because he even said like you you thought you could defeat me with this, and and you know ripping off you know Barry's mask, and just almost like tossing him aside like he doesn't even care about Barry, like his real end game is is Harrison Wells. Yeah, it does seem like that, doesn't it? Yeah. So. Who would have a vendetta against Harrison Wells? Maybe it's. So maybe it's something like this. Harrison Wells on Earth one and Earth. Well, okay, so Eobard as Harrison Wells and uh, Harry created all the metahumans. And so maybe Zoom wants to destroy all the metahumans. Because Mm -hmm. eh, I don't know. Oh, by the way, interesting little fun fact. Um, I got uh, an, an early Christmas gift from uh, Hunter Camp of Air TV Talk, who gave me uh, the Flash Season Zero uh, graphic yeah. novel. And I was flipping through it, through it. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, Earth Two, I'm sorry, Earth One does have a King Shark. Interesting. Yeah, because this guy, this graphic novel takes place in universe, and King Shark is actually a uh, a character. <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh, awesome. If I'm not mistaken, he's a member of the uh, Suicide Squad on Earth <laughs> One. So there you go. Um, interestingly enough, which by the way, King shark versus gorilla grod, that needs to happen at some point. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, that's like, and they should just call the episode B movie. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Sci-fi channel movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't, yeah, but it's, it's so hard, right? Like I, 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 I mean, clearly zoom has something against Wells and he doesn't seem to care about the other speedsters other than he just wants to get, get them out of the way. Uh, maybe because well, he wants their speed. He's absorbing their speed. We know that. 
Yeah, and, and I, I think maybe he thinks speedsters are the only thing. So A, they're a power source to him, and B, maybe they're the only thing, the only threat he can think of. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird. I just don't know. I can't really get a picture on what he wants. What's well, then he- there's the question. Of, all right, so so somebody in the chat, um, I think I saw, uh, Jared thinks that uh, you know, just it's, it's kind of going back to the idea that he, he he disagrees with us, and a lot of people do on this. Uh, that that, and he thinks that Zoom is originally from Earth too. Thing is, though, why? Well, so so here's something that's interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, when I found out that the portals on Earth one went to different locations on Earth two, that was kind of alarming to me. Well, you don't think that was just a matter of convenience? No, I, I like storytelling portal, convenience. I just thought each portal was going to a different Earth, like a different universe. You know? Oh yeah, but like I said, I, I've I've kind of known that that was not the case for a while now. I feel like we I, I feel like we've even discussed how that's not the case for a while. Uh, I don't know, maybe, but I, I it's still kind of in the back of my mind. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's much easier if they just all go to Earth. Yeah, from like Earth one to Earth two. <sighs> But yeah, it's just you know it's 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 weird though because like why isn't Zoom killing Harrison Wells? Like he he could do it at any given time. Like he he came in, he broke Barry. Maybe he can't. Maybe he can't. You know, and that's why he captured his daughter instead. But like, he's not, like, and he's but he's holding her for leverage. That's the thing. He could kill Jesse at any time. Like you know, like there's there's clearly leverage. He wants leverage over Harrison Wells. Yeah, maybe it's something to do with uh, he can't go to Earth two or Earth one, you know, as frequently as he would like. No, and that's not it, because he can come whenever he wants, at will. I think they even said specifically he can do it at will. Okay, so that that can't be it. I don't know, man. This is a terrible speedster speculation because we don't know what it is. Just <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot to speculate on. It's just it's well, there's it's, a ton it's, to speculate on. It's just difficult to even draw a, a full on conclusion. Well, yeah, but I mean, there's no sense in speculating when you don't even have a shred of like <laughs> evidence to speculate off. No, of, right? that's what I wanted to mind though, because I feel I feel like we've got the pieces. You know what I mean? Like when that mask comes off, it's gonna be somebody that we've seen before. That is to say, whenever that that face shape shifts or how, however they reveal it, it's gonna be somebody we know. You know what I mean? Like it's what? not just gonna be some new person it's underneath that sync. mask. It's Captain Singh. (laughs) Why has nobody guessed that yet? Yes, that's exactly who it is. It's Captain Singh. It's like who shot Mr. Burns? Oh, yeah, it was Maggie. (laughs) Oh, wait, it was? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, it makes sense. And the Captain Singh, think about it. He's got the beard on, the evil Earth 2 beard. Captain Singh season two. Maybe that is Earth 2 Captain Singh, who's really Zoom. All the clues are right there in front of us. Yep, it's Captain Singh. Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. That's the sound of the police in my hood! Listener feedback this week. All right, got an email in. And first I want to say we we love getting emails and Facebook messages and and theories and and wonderful stuff from you. And uh, a lot of times you guys send essays, which is is so cool, but very, very very difficult and time-consuming to to come through. So uh, sometimes we have to cut, cut them back, as in the case of this email here, which was awesome from Oliver says, uh, hello, B and B long time listener. I'm loving season two so far, although I'm meh 
on the whole Caitlyn J thing. Uh, if it helps her become Killer Frost on Earth One, then I will have no problem. But other than that, I don't really care much for it. I like the interaction between Patty and Barry so far, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Earth Two, Harrison Wells, uh, rather Earth Two, Harrison Wells's daughter Jesse. Uh, could get her powers if they're going the route somehow that Zoom injures her to the point where only either Jay or Barry has to use their blood to save her. Uh, this is kind of assuming that there's kind of a, a power associated with their blood or that their speed can be kind of transitioned uh, through the blood. Uh, he also asked the question, P.S., if you could be on if you could be a character on the show that is not Barry, Eobard, Papa West, or Henry, who would it be? Hmm. Vibe. Yeah, I think I'd have to go with Vibe. I mean, Cisco, right? I, yeah. I'll put it this way. In, in an alternate Earth where, like, you and I, where Cisco is sitting back watching a television show called Flash TV Talk starring Bo and Bell, he would actually have a podcast called Flash TV Talk TV Talk. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I feel like we are kindred spirits from that standpoint. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great email, Oliver. Really appreciate that feedback, brother. Our next piece of uh, feedback comes from iTunes, and it's from Ianthi, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing the name wrong, uh, but it's a very unique name. Very cool. Uh, so anyway, they write, uh, my best friends that I'll never meet. I've been working hard to catch up on The Flash, and part of the reason was because I was so excited to get to hear Bo and Bell's commentary on every episode. I don't have any diehard fans among my friends to toss around the crazy theories with, how many alternate timelines do Future Barry create? Uh, but listening to the Flash TV talk every episode is like having my favorite nerdy friends hanging out with me and indulging all the crazy ideas, predictions, and hopes that any speedster uh, is dying to hash out with somebody. That and I maintain the greatest sound in the universe is Bowen Bell busting, <laughs> busting out laughing at something. <laughs> I can't say a podcast has ever made me actually ugly, <laughs> has made me actually ugly laugh out loud before listening to this one. Uh, everything about it is great. Insightful analysis, learning random facts from Bell, uh, from a Bell tangent. <laughs> Uh, hilarity inside running jokes, uh, though Bell for Grod is no joke. Ring that Grod. Uh, yeah, ring that Grod. Hashtag ring that Grod. Uh, it seriously feels like you're not just listening to a podcast, but invited to it. I love it. I've already fangirled enough on Twitter, but I figured it was time to finally leave my iTunes review here. Keep it up, y'all. Well, we sure will. Thank you. That's very, very uh, excellent feedback. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And um, yeah, we, you you are absolutely invited. I, I think um, you've you've touched into kind of one of one of our kind of driving philosophies was when we kind of uh, formatted what uh, formulated what this podcast was going to be. So, uh, thank you so much. That's just high praise. I'm I'm yeah. kind of blown away. So that that's really awesome. Uh, I will say this: ring that grod. It, it happened. So yeah, I know. How awesome is that? I I just I. It would be awesome if we knew it was on purpose. Like something, I just think it's like this, this massive cosmic coincidence. That's what I, I just want to see, like a uh, an interview with Greg Berlanti, and they're talking about Grodd, and uh, you know him just be like, you know, and it's really funny. Like the the fans really loved it. In fact, we had this one really weird, don't really understand it, but this 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 social media thing, like ring that Grodd. Oh, no. and and it was this this guy that's ring that bell Twitter handle, and it, it was just you know. So we're like, whatever, we'll put a bell in there. It'll be funny. <laughs> Whatever like it's hand comment. You it's know? more like let's let's be honest. It's more like there's like an intern that's getting him coffee and being like, you know, you should really put him in a bell tower. Like it's <laughs> like that's that's what. <laughs> which, by the way, if you're that intern bringing coffee, come on the show. We want to thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, if anybody is responsible for the bell tower and it was actually something that they saw, 
you know, ring that bell wise. Uh, yeah. Tell us and we'll bring you on. That's our awesome. Podcast. Well, hey, uh, you know, we do, uh, we do this podcast. We love doing this podcast. We also do a uh, webcomic and we want to tell you about that webcomic, the brogues. If you go to the brogues.com, you can check it out. We're really excited because uh, this holiday season, we are um, creating a terrible, terrible thing in the Brogues. That's right. If you've been paying attention, uh, we have a new character that we've introduced to this webcomic, the Ginger Brogue Man. Because run, run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch him. He's the Ginger Brogue Man. So check it out. Uh, <laughs> right now, if you go to thebrogues.com, you'll actually see a road to the Ginger Brogue Man explaining kind of the origin story of what this villainous cookie is going to be all about and uh and stay tuned weekly throughout the end of the year to see how the ginger brogue man is going to uh terrorize center city on earth two center city it's center city of earth two that's earth t-o-o earth two yes <laughs> because earth as well was already taken uh anyways so definitely check that out uh we also want to encourage you to follow us on twitter at flash tv talk and if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at potastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. We mentioned it before, but there's a little bit of a hiatus, so we'll be gone for a week. You can keep up with our personal accounts at the Real Bo York at Ring That Bell. Uh, but also be sure to keep up with us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And if you like this show, you should check out our parent show, Panel to Screen, where this week we're gonna talk about a little bit of Luke Cage, some Agent Carter. And maybe some Star Wars. Ah, uh, some Battlefront Three. A little, little Battlefront. Some friends become enemies. Some enemies become friends. Novel. Okay, that's that's painful. Sorry, that was Stewie. No, I got it, but it's just painful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you're definitely going to want to check out this week's uh, panel to screen where we'll be talking about some uh, Ezra Miller Flash. So if you want to keep that conversation going to the big screen, head over to panel to screen this week. Check that out. Also, even though we won't be around next week for Flash TV Talk, we will be doing an episode of panel to screen. So if uh, if you want to get your Bowen Bell fix, you'll be able to find it there. Panel to screen dot com. Subscribe to that podcast. Check it out. And uh, yeah, we want to give special thanks goes out to Charlie Bach for providing our outro music. And even though it's going to be a couple of weeks, don't worry, guys. We'll be back in a flash. So, Kyle, you said you hadn't seen Princess Bride. What? Inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs>